Medical information obtained from our website or on the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If you have, or you suspect you might, have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of the sports doctor, this radio show, or their sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome live from Chicago. It's the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Wild, sports podiatrist. All things sports medicine, fitness, and wellness. Brought to you by Global Schoolwear. Stylish uniforms by Tommy Hilfinger. Hurdle Apparel. High-tech, supportive socks. LER, lower extremity review. And MVP Parent Magazines, UK Health Radio. Hey, everybody. Happy Leap Year. we got a great doubleheader today. One of our faves is returning, Dr. Denise McDermott. Uh, She's an adult and child psychiatrist. She's an award-winning podcaster. She's a contributor uh, to my book, Hashtag Hey Sports Parents. And she'll be joining me along with Lisa Geraci-Rigoni. She's a chief physical mental organizing and declutter uh, specialist. Then the sports doctor's in, some Bob Guider wisdom, your emails. Dr. Denise, welcome back to the Sports Doctor. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, and Happy New Year. Same to you. You know, give us some quickie background on yourself and the, uh, uh, your adult uh, child psychiatry world uh, and your podcast. Thank you. So, first of all, shout out to everyone in Chi-Town. I grew up in Schaumburg, Illinois. I'm a mother. I'm an adoptive mom. I played sports growing up. I played soccer. I lifeguarded. I'm an adult and child integrative psychiatrist, UCLA trained with humility. My son has trained me the most. I'm also very addicted to swimming. I'm in the pool six to seven days a week to keep my mind at the top of my game. And I'm also known for prescribing the least amount of medicines, holistic health. I'm saying that I now practice universe medicine, really tapping into that mind game that you've been talking about all the years that you've been on radio. Yes, you know, Dr. Denise, it's uh, uh, interesting, you know, when you mentioned the term, we talked about that. I don't know if you were on the show five years ago, six years ago, a little bit longer. You know, we talked about the holistic uh, uh, psychiatric world, uh, the tremendous challenges, both mentally and, and physically, and the positive side of things of, of uh, mental training, uh, when you contributed to the book, Hashtag A Sports Parents, you really, uh, you wrote about youth athletics as mind medicine. Uh, you know, a great topic that I want to uh, uh, touch upon with you, but the family relationships, the tremendous pressure, you know, you and I, we talked about uh, the, oh my God, social media, what you, you were ready <laughs> talking about that kind of uh, a challenge. So, Mental health is is the biggest topic in the world, isn't it? Absolutely. And so I will tell you right now, this is a very tough time of year for people. I have many people in crisis. I work with children, teens, adults. I've got people, you know, dealing with anxiety. I've also worked with athletes, a lot of athletes here in Manhattan Beach in the different professions of all ages. And I think one of the biggest modern-day uh, challenges 
is we're more connected via online, but a lot of people, all the Harvard studies show, are, people are feeling lonely. So whether or not you need to see a psychiatrist, a therapist, a mindset coach, a lot of people need to learn how to access their good nutrition, their sunshine, their altruism, their particular type of food that works best for their metabolism. And I also think people need to take the shame out of talking about it. So since we've, you and I have known one another, I've kind of grown up and I now have registered trademarks on the concept, embrace your neurostyle and beyond. And I've done multiple shows on that. And just even the word embrace your neurostyle, everyone has a unique way that they process and perceive the world, all sentient beings, humans, animals. And people, when you say neurostyle, it gives hope. It gives a segue into taking the shame out of talking about your feeling states. And you I know, think again, when you mentioned that, so block. yes, the lifestyle and well-being uh, for life, you know, when we uh, spoke about some of these different challenges uh, that, and the incredible um, newness of the even the term mind, mindfulness, you know, medicine didn't know how to spell that, I don't think, 20 years ago. Uh, but the idea uh, that uh, the perceived uh, processes, you know, when you had the biggest athletes in the world, Simone Biles with the Olympics and the gymnastics story, Michael Phelps, the great swimmer, like you, you love swimming, talking about their mental challenges and making a big deal about how important it was. I felt that was of tremendous help in bringing the topic really upfront and personal. Oh, absolutely. And I want to express gratitude to all the paradigm progression pioneers as athletes, yourself, for going into topics that a lot of people have a lot of shame about. And I think one of the modern day challenges is how do we pace ourselves? And that's in fitness. That's in day-to-day life. Today, I move my whole schedule to telehealth in order to have the best day. I My son was sick last week for four days, and I have to be at the top of my own mental game. I've got three patients in crisis right now. I started to have a little bit of a mild fever today, but I'm just kind of, we have yeah, to. How old is your son. son? How old is your son now, Dr. Denise? Almost 15 going on 20 uh, something. Yeah. And he's, luck, he's addicted to, to weightlifting right now. He's addicted for to him, weightlifting. You know, just make sure the kid's in the right shoes and he strengthens his feet and ankles. You know, that's my tip from the sports doctor for Dr. Denise. I can when we were, First on the radio, I think he was six. I can't, I'm trying to remember. I think like, you're right. <laughs> well, you talk about how, yes, being the mom has taught you more than all the different uh, courses you might have taken ah, at, um, well, uh, at Can at I UCLA. actually, I did do um, a series called My Son, My Teacher, and listen in coaches, listen in parents. I think we match up with the life experiences that teach us how to go into the suffering. My son had a lot of sensory challenges when he was younger, a lot of high activity level, and the neuro style word was a game changer for positive reframing of his sensory style. He's now thriving in the right school, working out six days a week, holistic health. As a parent, I make time for him. A lot of people have mental health challenges because they're not honoring balance, the concept of balance. How are you the best coach? How are you the best grandparent? I don't think people know how to say no. I think that's one of the things we also need to add to our tips in the toolbox. You know, it's interesting, you know, the the book, 
that you contributed to uh, uh, with our great co-author, the Hall of Fame volleyballer and podcaster and, and coach, uh, Sharky Zartman, uh, the importance of um, uh, being able to pay attention uh, to some of the different challenges that we would run into, whether you're the parent of, whether you're the coach of, whether you're the young individual, the young athlete uh, themselves, and trying again to be paying attention to this magic word, uh, balance, want to ask you more about that in a minute. Everybody listening to The Sports Doctor, I'm Dr. Bob Wiles, sports podiatrist. If you go to my website, sportsdoctorradio.com, if you go over to radio shows, I'm behind, but we still got years worth of shows. And you could see the array of topics, the international, national, local guests, tremendous mixture of, uh, of topics. Uh, if you go over to newspaper articles and magazines, lots of great stuff going on with MVP mag- Magazine, uh, with Low Extremity Review, all sorts of different articles, lots of different experts. We have thousands of followers, and you can catch up with, uh, with us if you want to go to um, uh, at uh, sportsdoc.com. We're talking uh, some um, uh, psychiatry, adult and child, holistic, with um, Dr. Denise McDermott, uh, who is a, uh, a homegrown who is Illinois, I was going to tell you, I don't know if you would have survived a couple of days ago, like 10 below zero, and you were out in, uh, in sunny uh, California, um, but it's great to have you back. Um, how has medicine, uh, in and out of sports, et cetera, responded to the term neurostyle, Dr. Denise? Oh, thank you for asking. I was asked to contribute to a magazine back in 2019 and kind of a champion mindset idea. I think the word neurostyle in general is a shame changer. When you say your neurostyle, it opens up. You can use it when you say, this is my style during a holiday. This is my style as an athlete. And specifically with the honor of contributing to yours and Sharky's amazing book, I spoke about that that different children, different adults have different neurostyles and sensory perception. They might like an individual sport. They might like a team sport. They might like double. So part of the neurostyle awareness starts at a very young age when you're trying out all the different sports. When I grew up, very different in the Midwest. A lot of times people um, play different sports for different seasons. What I've noticed from a neurostyle standpoint, I know you can really weigh in on this with your expertise, is a lot of times people focus in on one sport pretty soon. And I think athletes in general in my office and out of my office really have trouble striking that balance where they're also able to have fun. Well, yeah, we all recommend in sports medicine, everybody, that children grow up playing multiple sports, use different parts of the body, enjoy different situations, challenges. However, there's a chapter in my book I call it the prodigy sports. And, again, if you're thinking about gymnastics, uh, you could throw swimming in, uh, absolutely figure skating. Otherwise, you have, again, 10, 11-year-olds. This is what they want to do. They don't want to play other sports. So the challenges then become one of, you know, paying attention um, to these things. But, of course, Dr. Denise, you know, what's the best site, area, people could find out about you, your podcast, and all your work? Thank you, drdenisemd.com. And also you know, the Dr. Denise show, the Dr. Denise show on all podcast platforms. And now I'm starting to record video content as well. Yes. The, uh, you know, well, you're an educator, you know, and, and the idea, you know, we, we talk an awful lot on the three, 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 three uh, 
uh, uh, ideas many times on the sports doctor, which is awareness. Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, what are the problems? What are the challenges? Education, paying attention with all sorts of different experts, different areas, and then making some positive uh, changes. You know, stress is such a challenge today. And again, like you're talking about, sometimes this time of year and whatever, and when you throw in youth sports, the more talented that boy or girl is, the more we start seeing some of these pressures. What do you mean you're taking anti-inflammatory medicine five times a week so that you can work out 10 days a week? These kinds of, or the, we all picture the overzealous parent on the sidelines or the crazy coach. So I guess we go back to that word you just said, balance. Yes, and also when I'm just listening very carefully to your words, the Embrace Your Neurostyle and Beyond concept is about a balance of the multi-dimensions of who we are, biological, psychological, social, cultural, spiritual, and sixth-sense intuition. And when you were talking about being an athlete or just being a happy weekend athlete, I like to look at adaptive versus restrictive perfectionism, and adaptive is you're having fun and you're being safe and you're having balance in all those dimensions. And the fact that you can, uh, and again, in, in, in sports at the highest level, mental training is such a big deal. Uh, you know, the idea of rest and recovery, again, such a big deal, reducing stress. All of these areas have a lot to do with optimum performance and just, uh, again, trying to, um, you know, deal with problems as they come up and uh, try to learn some of these different uh, systems. Do you feel, Dr. Denise, that uh, pediatrics, general medicine, uh, the primary care are starting to pay more and more attention um, to these values, especially uh, not that drugs aren't important in sports. You, you can't spend five minutes without seeing a drug commercial. But the idea of all of these other uh, areas, especially the holistic side, it's great to see attention being paid to this. That's why I keep having you back on the show. <laughs> Well, I have to be really honest with you. I, I'm so glad I went to medical school, but I really don't even quite, I know I'm a Western medicine board certified adult and child psychiatrist, but I really view myself in such a different way. And so I think where I live in Southern Cal, I think people are ahead of it. The mental game has been discussed, it's integrated into our schools, but I still think there's a long way to go on a lot of different states and also a lot of different countries. I think the concept of being proactive versus reactive is one that's just caught on, I'd say, in the last 10 to 15 years. You know, it makes so much sense. Again, the idea, the mind-body, which, again, is so popular now in fitness centers and, uh, and, and all of these different uh, attention. Uh, again, trying to stay healthy as we age. You know, uh, on the sports doctor, I call it the new medicine, Dr. Denise, which is, number one, eat smarter. Number two, keep moving, whatever it is that you enjoy doing. And number three, try to help reduce stress as, as uh, best you can uh, at, at all different levels. And I, I think, you know, whether it's the school systems or the, um, uh, uh, the uh, uh, regular medicine uh, continues to pay more and more attention to this uh, when it comes to we just got to include it. Well, can I just be in this moment Every single moment of now is the only moment we have. So whether you're an athlete, a coach, a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, right now, any moment, I create rituals throughout my day, just like you do when you play a sport. 
So in between an appointment, I clear things. I have um, maybe a good glass of water. Sometimes I put my hand on my heart. So between going into what I'd call change of scenery, I do a more focused intention. When you're more focused in the moment of now, that's the key. That's the game changer to reducing stress. Well, that's interesting. Again, it's such a, it sounds so simple, so much easier said than done. But again, awareness that you just hit that note on the head. I knew we'd fly by with you. Dr. Denise McDermott, give us again the site and people can find out about you and your, your podcast. DrDeniseMD.com, and I'm on all podcast platforms in over 190 countries, and I'm actually incredibly inspired and grateful by you and your body of work. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's great. You know, you're on our roster. Hold on, Dr. Denise. We'll be right back, everybody. Sports Doctor. Hey, everybody, it's Dr. Bob Weil, a sports doctor. I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, co-written with Sharky Zartman, Hashtag Hey Sports Parents, an essential guide for any parent with a child in sports. You know, Sharky is a former Hall of Fame volleyball player. She's the mom of two daughters who became Division I volleyball players. Together, we have over 70 years of combined youth sports experience. Goal of the book? Give you the essential tools and guidance to make your experience as a sports parent the best it could be. Hashtag Hey Sports Parents is divided into four sections. The first section, Sports Parenting 101. Sharky talks everything about uh, parenting, about coaching, that whole uh, interaction between parents and coaches, coaching your own kid. Uh, what's the, what are the things to really pay attention to? The second section is the Sports Doctors In, yours truly. Uh, my discussion of injury prevention and treatment, choosing the best shoes, youth sports and drugs, essential exercises, the dilemma of youth football, orthotics. Third section, uh, experts speak out. We bring together eight different experts in nutrition and sports performance and mental training in all aspects of coaching in that section. The last section is the parent's perspective, some insights from about a half a dozen parents of athletes. So everyone, hey, get out your megaphone, spread the word. Now available on Amazon. Order now. You'll be more confident. So will your young athlete. Hashtag, hey, sports parents. everybody, Dr. Bob here. LER, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's been a decade of providing key uh, clinical and practical information about concerns, conditions, and treatment solutions for the lower extremity, both sports and non-sports alike. LER is the only multidisciplinary publication for doctors of all specialties, educators, therapists, and trainers. They inform practitioners on current developments in the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of lower extremity injuries. LER prides itself on editorial integrity and evidence-based content. Their tagline, collaborative care for better outcomes, says it all. Hey, colleagues, go to lermagazine.com. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Weil. Welcome back to Chicago. We want to welcome Lisa Geraci Rigoni. Uh, she's the Chief Physical, Mental, Organizing, and Declutter Specialist. Good luck to us all here. Lisa, welcome to the Sports Doctor. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. You know, there's, uh, there's not a team, there's not a sports family. I was one of them where some sort of organization or importance of uh, uh, knowing what the heck, having a plan, whatever, wasn't a, a big mm-hmm. deal uh, in, in all aspects, whether you're trying to stick with your resolutions or whatever. Uh, so give us some background initially on yourself and uh, your whole uh, uh, this mental organizing the clutter um, topics. Okay. Well, I'll sum it up in as you know as, as, as succinctly as I can. So excellent. I I grew up in a big sports family. I have three brothers, and we were all in every sport. We were also dancers, and I had a you know mom who didn't drive and dad who worked all the time. So talk about organizing. I don't know. I really don't know how she did it. Um, very different now, you know, um, for people. But I started organizing at a young age when I realized you had to. Um, you I, had had to. Ha- I had to, <laughs> right. but for different reasons, um, yes. I found out when I was 40 that I had ADD. So I used to organize to calm myself. So where the physical mental clutter comes in is sometimes you see the clutter, sometimes you feel the clutter and sometimes both. So it's a cycle. So what I, talk about and what I, you know, what my system is and my book is about is about asking the questions why you're holding on to something. (coughs) Excuse me. So so oftentimes we don't know why. We're just disorganized. We can't do it. You know, it just doesn't work for us. Well, not necessarily. You just have to take the time to ask the questions why, which is the hard part. Well, that's why I doubled you up with my adult and family psychiatrist. Yeah, exactly. Guest, our first guest, Dr. Denise McDermott, again, mm-hmm. which was talking about all of these. The, I call it the mental game on the mm. sports doctor. I've talked about it for decades, yeah. give it take a few weeks. Whether you're the best athlete in the world, whether you're a sports parent, whether you're a coach, whether you're just trying to stick with the diet that they're dealing with or your resolutions or whatever, the idea that this uh, uh, so much involves uh, mental attention. We pay mm-hmm. huge attention also on the sports doctor to the physical side of everything, of course, in the world of whatever your activities happen to be. Uh, but the idea then of adding that we can be aware and awareness and education are two huge words, Lisa, on the sports doctor and the awareness that I guess, you know, that this disorganization and clutter is, is such a hassle. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the idea many times, I guess, we, you know, like you said, why? We, we don't pay yep. attention to the fact of that this is making, you know, maybe everything more difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I like the tagline or the, the line I created, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I just started saying it, and it pertains to everything. The stuff about your stuff is not about your yeah. stuff. Yeah, you and George Carlin. I remember George yeah, wow, Carlin. stuff? Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, he talks about Ter- stuff. Yeah, you buy, Ter- buy more Ter- to create Ter- more to have more. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it's everybody rang through so many uh, uh, different areas. What are some of the pearls uh, that uh, you believe people should be paying attention to in order to get started to pay attention um, to the uh, 
this this uh, a mental side of declutter and organization? Um, let's see some tools. You have to sit with yourself and be honest with yourself. Sometimes that's not fun. Yeah, you got to dig deep. You got to um, figure it out. And do you really want to do it? Um, a lot of people say, you know, they want to get organized. They want to get fit. They want to lose weight. They want to stop smoking. They want to stop eating. They want whatever. And you have to, like you said, it's a mental game, right? You have to sit. You have to decide and do it. You know, I said that to myself just recently. I've been sick for a while, and I was like, I haven't exercised. I've been eating horribly. I've been, you know, okay, so am I going to sit there and keep doing it, or am I going to make a, you know, decision? I can't keep doing this. So it's it's all it's all we can talk talk to I'm a, I'm a mentor right the organizing mentors we can talk to her blue in the face helping someone but they have to decide you know that it all comes down to what you really want with your life and who you want to be in the future, your future self do you want to stay cluttered do you want to stay overweight and unhealthy or you know walk in pain you know that sort of thing so it's 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 one of those just do it which I do not like but. It, you really have to make the decision. Well, the idea, again, of health and wellness is a big, big deal, big topic on the sports mm-hmm. doctor. You know, whether 80 is the new 60, whether 65 is the new 45 or 50, where people are trying to pay attention <laughs> uh, to, uh, uh, you know, be healthy and stay healthy mm-hmm. and be proactive in many, many different right. areas. And the idea, you know, the self-help industry has exploded mm-hmm. over the past, couple of decades yet every time i talk to various experts whether it's how are we doing with child obesity or how are we doing mm-hmm. with obesity or how are we do everybody rolls their eyes the experts yeah. and yeah. they say in many many ways we're still so the education side is a big mm-hmm. and the awareness the awareness side is a uh, 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 a big deal even, you know, and again rest and recovery used to be such a tough sell <laughs> How come? <laughs> not, yeah, it's not anymore. People are doing more resting um, and, you know, dying younger, all that. You know, I don't want to be a morbid, you know, conversation here, but, but it, it, it is. It happens, and, and we sit around a lot more than we used to, I think, well, and wait for things to happen. And the, it the did. It is, did. Has, yeah. has times 100. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, these, uh, there's not a guest I have on, Lisa, whatever their vocation, wherever they are in, around the mm-hmm. world, they talk about how uh, mental health is like is you know at the top of the list right up there yeah. with all sorts of challenges and in, importance and this is a huge paradigm shift you know the mm-hmm. awareness of how important this is uh, and the idea that uh, you can help paying attention train these systems uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to you know whether it's therapy whether it's psychology yep. you know whether it is is these different areas how have you found uh, in the areas in your experience of um, the gen- the general awareness of our, our the population that um, you know wow we got to pay attention to this it can really be helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think um, awareness is the key, and the the good thing is that mental health is now talked about where uh, it wasn't before. Like um, I was just at a meeting just recently and this woman was talking about, she's a very successful realtor, but she was talking about how she went into, she was in a deep depression and she's talking about it. And she's like, this is the first time I'm sharing it. And we're all like 50, 60 year old women that 
have, have either gone through something like that or can relate. And it's, it's giving people the, the okay to do it. Now, that doesn't mean people are embarrassed to st- share their story because they think they're unique. And everyone's story is unique. But, you know, there's definitions for emotions and things that happen in your life because it happens to everybody, right? So I think that's wonderful that people are talking about it. Uh, for organizing, the hoarder show was one thing um, that created awareness. But I'm not like that. I'm not a hoarder, right? But then Marie Kondo came and showed that everybody has clutter. Everybody has clutter. I have clutter. There's stuff in my house I do not need, but it takes time to go through it. And it's emotional, right? And sometimes it's you're in fear because you don't want to go through those boxes that you've had for years or the death of a spouse or a, a child or a divorce. There's a lot of fear going through that. Going through it, deciding to do it is a lot less scary than what we talk to ourselves about, the fear of what you're going to go through going through it. So I think talking about it, having having more open conversations about it, and knowing you're not alone. You know, everyone's going through something, right? Oh, it's the social media world. What's the best, what's a good website? Yeah. Do you have a, uh, uh, where people can find out more about you and your work? And of your course, book? yeah. www.theorganizingmentors.com. And my book is on there. My little system, the LIT little system of organizing on that is on there. And, um, we do virtual appointments and live appointments and, you know, can connect you to anyone in basically in the country if you need, if you need some help and guidance. You know, it's interesting, right at the beginning of our interview, you talked about growing up you had, with your brothers, everybody played mm-hmm. sport, you know, and the idea, uh, again, the challenge, the financial challenge, mm-hmm. and the idea, again, if, if the, the, uh, you know, my son would get home at nine o'clock after basketball practice, and he still had to be organized enough to do to uh, yes. students and whatever. And he he handled it. And sometimes mm-hmm. you know, we took that kind of thing for granted. Uh, again, let alone the uh, the situation of um, you know the carpooling and the mm-hmm. pressures on these parents. And again, even and the more talented your son or daughter is, the more the pressures mount. To start yeah. getting the reason I co-authored the book hashtag a sports parents was mm-hmm. the epidemic epidemic in capital letters of mm-hmm. youth sports overuse injuries both physically and mentally. So the mm. idea that uh, uh, organizing a family, maybe sitting down, coming up with a plan, maybe reading your book first, figuring out mm-hmm. how they can help organize and take some of the pressure off everybody. Uh, what do you mean you got practice again? You know, all of this kind of stuff that we would, uh, we would see, uh, with, uh, the whole area. Youth sports is a big, big, big business. It, uh, oh my and, gosh. Uh, my daughter was times... a travel volleyball player. I understand. Ah, yes, yes, yes. We saw the Olympic teams. We worked with the top, uh, oh, men and women, yeah. uh, athletes. Can't imagine. Again, uh, and again, these kids, the 12, 13, 14, playing volleyball 14 days yeah. a week. Right. Uh, and, uh, really, and, uh, you sleep and uh, drink. Yeah. Exactly. And the, yep. some of the different challenges, they had to be, again, uh, organized in order yep. to be able to deal with the traveling teams and the schedules and the different pressures. And then we would turn around, we would find out that half of them were taking over the counter pain medicine because there was so <gasps> much overkill going oh, on. Gosh. Right. 
Do you think a lot you know, of that comes from the parents, though? The parents kind of yes. living through the kids. I yes, yes. Uh, yeah. The uh, so much pressure. You know, well, this is you know the the 2010 men's Olympic figure skating gold medalist grew up here in, in Naperville, Illinois. Uh, Evan Lysacek. And, uh, and, mm-hmm. and the month after the he won the gold medal, we were so excited. I had his mother on as a guest. I said, "How did you know? Mm. Uh, it wasn't you know your your goal, his goal." He said, "You know, Doctor Bob, but we had ice time at six thirty in the morning. Evan was in the car with his gloves on. <laughs> you mm. know, every morning yeah. to go." I said, "What a great answer!" But parental pressure mm. and these interactions again. This is why many times. The idea of being able to organize all of these different challenges, I think, is a very important point to get across to these sports families. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And a lot of them are not. They're, they're, well, they have to be. You know, I always say everyone is organized. Even hoarders are organized. It's chaos, and yes. but sometimes it makes sense to them. Organized so, chaos. I'm organized gonna chaos. More, I'm going to ask you more about that. Lisa Geraci-Fagoni, <laughs> we will be right back, everybody, to Sports Doctor. <laughs> hey, everybody. MVP Parent Magazine is special. Evidence-based topics on all areas of youth sports. Rich Dubin, a sports dad himself, takes his three decades of publishing he just celebrated the 12th anniversary of the acclaimed LER Lower Extremity Review magazine, one of sports doctors' key supporters, and he pours it into MVP Parent. Factual evidence-based info on such key topics like physical and mental training, nutrition, injury awareness, treatment, recovery, and prevention. I am proud to be a contributor to MVP Parent with the Sports Doctor is In article in each issue. Go to MVPParent.com mvpparent.com. Hey, it's Dr. Bob. School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger is setting a new standard within the school uniform market. More schools are understanding the value that uniforms provide, school pride and identification being one of them. Another is a well-recognized reduction of student pressure to keep up with classmates in the real world of what to wear each day to school. School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger provides amazing quality and value to its partner schools and families. It is truly the first brand in this market that students are excited about wearing. Go to the website, globalschoolwear.com, globalschoolwear.com. Hey, everybody, we are back. It's the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Wild, sports podiatrist. We are talking about declutter uh, and the uh, physical and mental organizing world uh, with author uh, Lisa Gerisi uh, Rigoni. Lisa, give us a little bit more of the um, points uh, that you look to get across in your book as well mm-hmm. as uh, your different consultation whether it's with families or individuals, I'm imagining that, you know, big business uh, as, as, uh, as big a topic as parenting, as, as the sports world, uh, what are some of the things that other things that you continue to pay attention to uh, when you're exposing them to this whole uh, importance? Of being organized. Exactly. Yeah, uh, it's very individual, I find. And just like every 
situation is different. Every client is different. We're all experiencing the same thing, you know, if you think of it broad and, you know, huge. But uh, everyone's individual situation is unique. I often say that how has clients. How has social yeah. media, how has social media exploded everything and gotten in the way with the good, bad, and ugly? For organizing? <laughs> right. Has it helped? I think, I think it's helped in certain ways uh, and hindered in other ways because people think everybody has perfect homes like the, you know, Pinterest and um, HCGV TV or H whatever those H whatever the TV shows and everybody has bins and perfect. People say that to me all the time. Oh, you're organized. Your house must be perfect. Uh, no, <laughs> we live in our house. Everything is, has a place for the most part, but sometimes, you know, something hits the fan and the house blows up and we have to, you know, come back to it. So, for people to know that uh, your house has to work for you. I often say when we're going into a person's house or on a consultation call that just because you're hiring the experts, we're not the expert in your house or in your situation. So if we suggest something that doesn't work for you, you got to tell us, right? It's got to work for you. We're not, you're not going to hurt our feelings. We don't live there. You know, we give people permission to say, no, that's not going to work. Let's brainstorm and come up with something else. This is obviously not working for us, but you get into we need the whole feng similar. world. You know, that, uh, sometimes some, some people, the idea, yeah. does that fit into the, sometimes the spirituality side of, of, uh, hey, listen, you could, uh, uh yeah. make that, uh, uh, maybe more pleasant, more easygoing, uh, environment. Yeah. Does, does any of that not make really. Sense? Yeah, it does. The clients or is it overkill? Gravitated. Well, the clients that are gravitated towards the organizing mentors are not the Pinterest perfect people. I say that I love Pinterest. It's great to visit, um, like the Container Store. The Container Store overwhelms me. Uh, it's great to visit. Everything looks perfect. Uh, it's nice and clean. But it, most of my clients that they just need calm. You know, like like I said, the calm in their within their chaos, and figuring out what works for them. So you have them they don't care where yeah they don't care where things are as long as it's it's you know good for them for their fa- for their family. Do you find that again? You know, the whether you to have people include meditation, whether mm-hmm. you have them include hey, listen, you've got to sit and relax and pay attention. You mentioned that very early on. Yeah, the idea yeah. of you know, you're sitting still. But how do you find uh, uh, the that uh, the importance of uh, including that, which is you know, take ten, fifteen minutes once, twice a day to yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Do you include that? Uh, it depends on the client. Again, it really depends on the client. A lot of our clients are very stressed, very overwhelmed, don't know where to start in their space. They they work a lot, or we work with a lot of older adults. So they when they do rest, they're not resting. They're thinking about, and that's one of the reasons why I, I advocate for having an organized home, whatever that means to you, is because you can't sit down and rest because it's like, oh, I have all that stuff in that bedroom I haven't gotten to, or the piles of clothes are still there, or I can't find my work, my workout outfit. I can't find my keys. Um, so you're always kind of stressed. So to be able to get to kind of a clean slate, not necessarily pers- pristine clean slate, but to a point, then you can rest. 
But um, I started Transcendental Meditation a couple years ago with my daughter and my husband, and that helps. And so I'm a lot calmer with my clients, too. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big uh, fan. How is the interaction in the psychology, the therapy, Mm -hmm. or the psychiatry world mixed in uh, with what? Because you're talking so much of these mental areas. How's your interaction with that, uh, that medical and psychology side of things? Wonderful. I love, there's the, the, the gentleman in my book, 17 Spatulas and the Man Who Fried an Egg. The Man Who Fried an Egg. I worked with him. Where'd you come up months. with that title? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 17 Spatulas is a woman that I actually worked with who had 17 spatulas. And she taught me that to keep things that feel good in your hands. Doesn't matter what they look like to other people. And so we, we do that with all our clients. Doesn't matter what anyone thinks of what you have. Keep something that means something to you and serves a purpose, a positive, you know, good feeling uh, purpose. And the man who fried an egg is a gentleman I worked with for eight months with his therapist, going back to that. So that was very, that was very useful. We get a lot of referrals from therapists and uh, because we work a little differently than organizers. Again, we're not the pretty organizers. We're the, we're the mental, the calm organizers. And he had a lot of trauma. He had a lot of issues going on. He lived in a three-story townhouse and couldn't go upstairs because that was a lot of the issues were, couldn't work in his kitchen, you know, ate a lot of takeouts and, you know, frozen things, slept on three, three yoga mats in the basement with books and stuff piled high. We went through a lot together in eight months, and uh, he became like a brother to me. And after eight months working together, he called me one morning. He said, Lisa, I just want you to know I fried an egg in my kitchen for the first time in, in eight years. So that was pretty amazing. So organizing can change your whole life. It really can. And it doesn't I'm glad have to be to like hear- world change like that, but yeah. it, sometimes it does. Well, I'm glad to hear, again, that relationship, again, between, you know, medicine and therapy, uh, oh, yeah. because many times it's like, you know, the uh, my first guest, Dr. McDermott, the adult and child psychiatrist, he was talking about, you know, the shame mm-hmm. factor, uh, the, the challenge of people talking about it, paying attention, being aware of, yeah. uh, you know, these pressures that might mm-hmm. be in so many different areas. And it's really good to hear that the medical profession, the psychology and the psychiatry mm-hmm. side, the mental training uh, has, has uh, really started to pay a big attention because oh, it, seems, yeah. it seems to be a great marriage with that with the idea of decluttering or organizing aspects mm-hmm. of your life. Yeah, if one area is messed up, you know, how can you focus on other areas? We get a lot of work from um, you know attorneys and. Um, and legal, legal attorneys and financial. Oh my God! Attor- you know, sounds, because sounds like a sounds like another set of shows. I knew we'd find yeah. the time. <laughs> Lisa, give me the give us the website again. People can find out about you and the book and your work. Sure, sure. Yeah, and I'm on Amazon. The book's on Amazon. Seventeen spatulas and the man who fried an egg. It went to number one almost a year ago in eleven categories. I'm super proud of that. And my website is. TheOrganizingMentors.com T-H-E TheOrganizingMentors.com Lisa Geraci Rigoni, thank you so much. Hold on, Lisa. Thank Everybody you. Everybody be right back. We'll be right back with the Sports Doctor. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. 
nature's medicine for modern living. A people and plants dialogue hosted by Sophie.health. At Sophie, we bring together experts and voices who rarely cross paths. Our quest is to illuminate the ancient world of plant medicine and reimagine it for the connected age. Join us to explore new boundaries of digital personalized medicine with deep roots in the natural world and hear from our community of international pioneers who are validating this new paradigm and improving how we feel, sleep and cope with daily stresses naturally. Sophie.health, reconnecting people and plants. Introducing Hurdle Apparel Socks. Are you ready to step up your sock game? Hurdle Socks go above and beyond by adding unrivaled support and cushioning with their new matrix support technology. By using an incredibly thin anti-odor, anti-perspiration, shock-absorbing web or matrix that's incorporated in between the fibers of their socks, Hurdle is introducing the first socks with an internal structure to support your feet. There is an immediate difference as soon as you wear them in terms of cushioning and support. Walk on and walk easy with Hurdle socks. Go to HurdleApparel.com. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. Hey, everybody, we are back with the Sports Doctor is In segment where we preview some upcoming shows and guests. We add a little Bob Guida wisdom and we answer a few emails. Um, next week, we've got a replay of a, a very popular show we did a few months ago uh, with two of the leaders in uh, limb prevention, podiatry, uh, doctors Larry Rubin and Dr. David Armstrong. Uh, diabetes is such a scourge. What's amazing is the end, the amputation world, 80% can be prevented with screenings and education. Uh, so uh, these are two of the leaders and um, they'll be uh, with us uh, next week with the uh, replay Taking a day off for my birthday, you know what I mean? Following week from Australia, Craig Hubbard with the KISS ankle system, K-I-S-S, the kinetic system, uh, will be uh, uh, joining us. And then uh, following him, uh, we're going to have uh, some discussion uh, with Mary Lou Guida. Talk a little bit again about... Um, uh, some of the history of the late Bob Guida, you know, it's the second anniversary of um, uh, losing Bob, my long, long time colleague in uh, sports performance, sports therapy. Um, one of the things that Bob talked about all the time um, at all levels of sports, and, and even at all ages, he wanted to include strengthening of the neck area. And one of the fascinating exercises we'd see him doing, it might be the Olympic volleyball team, it might be uh, John McEnroe, it might be Walter Payton, who knows what athlete, and or rehabilitated person, 
balancing and walking on his famous oscillating balance beam. And maybe they had a football helmet on uh, with a, a, a couple pound weight on the top of it. And that was part of the attention he was paying to the importance of strengthening that neck area, uh, whatever the sport, whether it was a football player, which was so apparent necessary, again, or a baseball player, whether it was a 14-year-old tennis player, he wanted to include that area in strengthening. He paid as much attention to that many times as he did to foot ankle as he did to core strengthening. You know, um, rest in peace, my friend. Uh, we miss you. Um, where are some emails? Uh, Jerry, says I'm a, a 45-year-old mom. My 11-year-old daughter is a fairly serious gymnast. Um, they, she seems to have inherited my mom's and my flat feet. Uh, is it a problem? You know, Jerry, it's one of the most common problem areas we see in sports podiatry. Uh, not all flat feet hurt. Many of them do. The foot mechanics of the excessive flattening of the foot, we call it excessive pronation. Pronation is a normal motion that initiates shock absorption. When you land on your heel, the foot ankle complex begins to loosen up. The arch collapses. It's actually a motion in three directions at the same time. Uh, and uh, the foot uh, is one of the initial absorb absorption of shock. Half our weight, every step we take, you start running and jumping, those forces double, triple, uh, even incre increase more. And many times that excessive pronation causes problems excessive knee rotation, strain on the arch, sometimes shin splint problems. So, uh, and again, often inherited. Um, we'll all, often we'll see, gee, you know, the kid's got high arches, just like his dad and his grandpa. Uh, they've got a flat feet, just like uh, his parents. So, um, and often you want to pay attention whether uh, your, your daughter has discomfort or not to the importance of strengthening those feet. Often, even in gymnastics, which is a barefoot world, we might have that youngster in orthotics in all their shoes for optimum alignment and control. So we want to be proactive. 70% or so of the problems I see in sports podiatry, whatever the youth sport is, tennis, soccer, running, gymnastics, figure skating, it is excessive pronation related. So pay attention, include sports podiatry in the uh, evaluation on your daughter's team, along with the physical therapy to strengthen those areas. And when we're talking um, gym, gymnastics, um, you know, Todd mentions that he, oh, he saw our um, sports doctors in segment on Run With It. Run With It is a great show hosted by Christine Blanchett. Uh, out of British Columbia. It's a, a TV show, uh, and it has for the past, gosh, three, four years, monthly, included my segment, which is the Sports Doctors Inn. And we talked a couple weeks ago about um, preventing overuse problems in uh, walking and running activities. We talked about the importance of what's the best shoe for your individual foot mechanics, again, like we mentioned before, 
Are you flat-footed? Do you have high arches? What are the foot mechanics? Um, are you fit properly? 40 to 50% of our population is not even fit properly when it comes to uh, the length and width or depth of the particular shoe. So these are some of the things we were stressing as well as, hey, happy new year. Uh, what are some of the pointers to try to stick with your resolutions, trying to stick with um, some of your um, activity goals? You know, it's interesting for years on the sports doctor at the beginning of the year, we would include people from the um, athletic club, the sports club world, talking about the tremendous increase in the amount of people coming to the gym, including fitness, what they were doing as part of the New Year's resolution. And by the end of February, beginning of March, it was the same face as you always saw. Um, so we talked about the importance of including a physical activity that you enjoy, whether it's walking, whether it's going to the gym, uh, whether it's doing range of motion and stretching exercises at home. I'm a big fan of Healing Movement System, uh, Joe Pinella's program. But you want to find out what you enjoy pickleball, and then uh, pay attention uh, to uh, uh, being in shape so that you can enjoy this activity and not have to cut it out because you got injured or had an overuse problem. Pay attention. Be proactive. Thanks, everybody. Again, we'll see you next week at the Sports Doctor.